Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your new short form podcast here on Anfield Index, where we catch up on the latest Liverpool news and gossip from the interwebs. Starting off with Mr. Paul Gorst, he has a piece on the Liverpool Echo about Ben Davies and how Ben Davies has spoken about his decision to leave Liverpool following the completion of a loan switch to Sheffield United and unsurprisingly not playing for six months at the end of last season is a prominent reason for him wanting to go out on loan. Gorst also has a story about Liverpool being confident that the crowd issues encountered during the pre-season friendlies won't be a problem for the Burnley game. The club say that the issues were largely down to the print-at-home tickets, which aren't available this weekend, so you can find the links to those over on Paul's uh, Twitter. Not much from the Athletic crew this week, but today Quiva O'Neill does have a story about Ben Woodburn. Obviously, Neil Jones broke that story that Ben Woodburn could be heading to Hearts, and it looks like he will go on, go on loan to Hearts until January. So, a short-term loan. Woodburn is out of contract, I believe, next summer. Now, the scuttlebutt is that there's some in the club who were hesitant to let him go on loan. They would rather have kept him around. I don't see how that would have benefited him at all. Obviously, the club could have used him in under-23 matches, but Ben Woodburn is not going to play senior football at Liverpool. Um, That time has passed by. The team is now too good for players like Ben Woodburn, unfortunately. And he needs to go and have a career. He's a talented young player. He's got ambitions. And Hearts is a good step for him. So if he goes and does well, hopefully they will make that loan deal into a permanent deal in January. And he can move on and have a career up in Scotland. And then move on from there at whatever point. um, James Pearce also tweeted out that volunteers are wanted to lay out a special 97 mosaic on the cop at Anfield in remembrance of Andrew Devine ahead of Saturday's game versus Burnley. There will also be a minute's silence before kickoff. Anyone interested in helping should email Andy Knott, A-K-R-A-O-T-L, so A-K-Rattle at AOL.com. So if you are local or you're going to be in the area and you want to help out laying out the mosaic, A-K-Rattle at AOL.com. Andy Knott, give him a shout. I'm sure they're looking for as many volunteers as they can get. Paul Joyce has the biggest story of the day. It's not really breaking news so much as more of an opinion piece, but it is around the salary and contract expectations for Mo Salah. So we know that Trent is done. We know that Alisson is done, Fabinho's done and Virgil is done. Those are four big boxes ticked off. The Henderson one is still out there. The report on Monday from David Ornstein was that an agreement was in place. Now we're here on Wednesday and there's been nothing further. Joyce's piece actually says he's expected to agree a new contract. Didn't suggest that he had agreed a new contract. So it's a little bit unusual, but it might just be that the club are holding it off for maybe Friday 
get that feel-good factor heading into the weekend. Uh, so all we can do on that one's wait and see. But obviously the Salah one is now the one that kind of looms over everything. He has, since arrival, massively outperformed expectations, outperformed the, ini- the initial contract he was given when he signed, and the extension he was given when he signed. And Joyce talks about, you know, what is fair value now for Mo Salah? When you look at his production, could he reasonably ask for 400000 a week? And would Liverpool be obligated to give him that? I think the answer is yes, personally. You look at the highest paid players in the Premier League. You've got Kevin De Bruyne, uh, Jack Grealish now, Paul Pogba and David De Gea. Well, none of them are goal scorers like Salah. And goals are the richest form of currency in football. So if you take a look through, these are estimated figures, but these are the estimated top 10 earners in the world from a couple of months back. You've got Robert Lewandowski at number 10, 350,000 a week. David De Gea, 375. De Bruyne, 385. Kylian Mbappe, 410. Now, I think that figure's wrong. I don't think he was on that kind of money on his current contract with Paris Saint-Germain. Because remember, they signed him in 18. I know they paid 160 million, but I, I doubt they gave him 410,000 at that point. Gareth Bale on half a million a week. Luis Suarez on 575,000 a week. Now, I think that was estimated off his Barcelona contract. He definitely took a big pay cut to go to Atletico Madrid. Antoine Griezmann, 575,000. Neymar, 606,000. Cristiano Ronaldo, 900,000. And Lionel Messi, 960,000. And the mental thing about those top three is they all get bonuses and image rights on top of that. Messi was rumoured to be earning close to $100 million a year uh, his last couple of seasons at Barca. Cristiano's rumoured to be earning about $70 million a year from Juventus. And Neymar was rumoured to be on somewhere in the region of 50 to $60 million a year at Paris Saint-Germain when everything else is included. So let's compare Mo to those players. We can take out De Gea. You can't compare a goal scorer to, to a goalkeeper. Fair to say, De Gea has underperformed that contract. He has been poor the last three years. De Bruyne, again, creative midfield player. Not so much a big-time goal scorer. But in terms of level, very similar to Mo, and has performed at a similar level to Mo. So maybe that's a good baseline from an overall number. You look at the attackers then, you've got Mbappe. I would say Mo has outperformed him in the last few years. You've got Suarez, Griezmann, Neymar, Cristiano and Messi. Can we honestly say that any of them bar Messi has outperformed Mo in the last four years? As I don't think they have. I think Mo has been better than Cristiano over that time. I think he's been better than Neymar. I think he's been far better than Griezmann, especially since Griezmann went to Barca. And though Suarez had a great season last year with Atletico, he had it a couple of down seasons with Barca, which is what prompted them to push him out the door. Mo has outperformed all of them. The one who comes closest in terms of performance and production, in terms of end product and goals, is Lewandowski at 350000 a week. But he is now out of contract as well next summer, and he's asking for a big pay rise. He's two, three years older than Mo. 
Obviously, the Bundesliga doesn't have the money of the Premier League. I think if we're being realistic, the Mo should be earning at the very highest level, the very highest end of the highest level. He should be in that Neymar Cristiano range. Now, we're not going to pay that, and I don't think anyone's actually going to pay that because while Mo is a massive star in terms of commercial appeal and things, he's not on the level of Cristiano or Neymar or Messi. So, hold it back in. I think a fair fee for Mo, like Mo could ask for Suarez Griezmann money. That 575 type of figure. He's outperformed both of them. He's outperformed Bale in the last four years. I don't think he will ask for that type of figure. I think he will ask for somewhere in the region of 350 to 400, which would be a substantial increase in what he's on now. He's rumored to be on about 180,000 a week now. So if he's doubling his money, while that might seem like an enormous pay rise, I, I think it's very, very fair. Based on what other players are earning, and he will be aware of this. Because his agent will talk to other agents to get a rough idea of what kind of figures these players are earning. And without a doubt, Mo has outperformed most on this top 10 list. I would say Messi, you could argue Mbappe, but he's playing in in the French League. De Bruyne and Lewandowski, realistically three you could argue, have either bettered or matched Mo. Nobody else. And maybe Mbappe. But the rest, no chance. Absolutely no chance. De Gea, Bale, Suarez, Griezmann, Neymar and Ronaldo. There's no way you can argue they've been better than Mo over the last four years. So if his agent does ask for something that we might think, well, that's ridiculous. Based on what others are earning and his production... Maybe it's not ridiculous. Now, I think it'll get done around the 350 to 400 mark. And I think that's absolutely fair value. I think we will be happy with that number. I think it was clever of Liverpool to do the Van Dijk deal first. Because they can point to Mo and say, look, Mo, you and Virgil are the two best players in this team. You've been the two key players in our success. Virgil at the back, you at the front. You're the linchpins of this team. Virgil's taken X number or, you know, ballpark X number. We think that's a kind of fair figure for you. So, something to look at, something to consider. Most fully within his rights to ask for a ridiculous figure starting off. So if you do hear reports that he's asked for half a million a year, just take a moment and think of the players earning half a million a year or more. Bale, Suarez, Griezmann, Neymar, Cristiano and Messi. And then think of how many of them have actually been better than him. One. One. Lionel Messi. Maybe the best player ever. That's how good Mo has been the last four years. The only person outperforming him in terms of that type of role, that type of responsibility, is the guy who's maybe the best ever. Uh, to rattle around the rest of the news, Liverpool.com uh, have a piece Entitled Liverpool tipped for Erling Haaland transfer in the summer of 2022, and it makes perfect sense. Um, I'm just going to pass that one over because I, I I think we should all forget about the possibility of signing Erling Haaland if we're if we want to maintain our our mental well being. We should just pass that one over. 
Um, another article from Liverpool.com. Mohamed Salah contract situation could enable ambitious Liverpool transfer spend next summer. I mean, some of the journalists have been pushing this narrative that next summer is seen as a big one. But we'll wait and see. Um, another article from Liverpool.com. Lionel Messi transfer proves Liverpool were right over Philippe Coutinho. It's from Josh Williams. Um, so it, it, it will be well written. I haven't read it yet, but um, you can you can jump on and give it a read. There is another one from Josh that's actually very good. With regards to the upcoming game against Burnley and how Liverpool's transfer strategy in terms of bringing in defenders has set them up well to cope with Burnley. Um, interesting article on This Is Anfield from Henry Jackson with regards to Naby Keita. Uh, the title is a bit off-putting. Naby Keita can go from YouTube footballer to Liverpool's new wine album. That's not really what Henry's getting at in the article. The article points more towards maybe people's expectations for him were based on what they saw on YouTube rather than the reality and what he can now be. And on the Anfield Index website, we have a couple of really good articles. One from Sam Maguire about the importance of Virgil van Dijk that's well worth a read. And another from Stephen Smith about um, Liverpool signing of Ford players and Jurgen Klopp's track record with Ford players over his career. The likes of Aubameyang, Royce, and then obviously Mane, Salah, Jota, etc. Uh, those goal-scoring, wideish players that Klopp likes to get hold of and and utilise. Uh, in terms of podcasts, there is a new AI scouted out. Myself and Carol Matchett previewing the Burnley game, so do give that a listen. And that's basically it. That is us for today. Do check out the Anfield Index website. If you are a subscriber to Pro, thank you very much. If you're not, there is a free trial. Seven days, sign up, no cost. If you like it, stick with it. There's lots and lots of great content. There was a new Under Pressure pod this last few days. There was a new Money Talks with Mo Chatra. Obviously scouted, we had Rate Don't Hate come out on Sunday. We had a match coverage, so we do pre-match with Scouted and Rival Recon. We do post-match with Raw and Rate Don't Hate. Then you get Moby on the spot as well, where Jan and Trev look back at the game, look forward to the game, and then discuss general wonderments about Liverpool and what's going on. There's Fatigue Index. There's a ton of stuff on there. That is well worth your while. So do give that a check out. And also, if you're looking for any merchandise, the Anfield Index Shop, which you can find by either Googling Anfield Index Shop or searching Anfield Index on Etsy. Just download the Etsy app onto your phone. Have a quick look. There's lots of new content going up there. Lots of new merchandise. The lads are always working at bringing new creative things to the market. There's some really good Jurgen Klopp merch that's available at the moment. Um, there's lots of stuff as well celebrating our successes of the past so even the recent past there's stuff celebrating the Champions League win stuff celebrating the Premier League win if you haven't picked up any of that and you want to do so it is there Anfield Index on Etsy and that's it that's us for today see you tomorrow bye bye Sports Social Podcast Network